not sending emails because you don't know what content to use um, is a pitfall to me. You can take the simplest story about your business or, you know, you can take your like a story of one of your best customers or, you know, a time when your business failed and you, you know, figured it out. Like there are just so many things that are you could easily make an email out of. Today in Inboxing, Emily Ryan, co-founder at Westfield Creative. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, yeah, we were here yesterday with Liz Willits, um, and we had a great time there. And uh, thanks to everyone who's joining us today. Of course, thanks as always to our sponsor, Ongage. Ongage is a fantastic platform for doing email marketing, both in terms of deliverability and personalization, two key points. Anyway, that's enough about them. Let's talk about today's guest. Today's guest is Emily Ryan. I, there's a lot I don't know about her, so I'll, I'll be upfront about that. Uh, we'll hear about that in a minute. So please welcome Emily Ryan. Yay! <laughs> yes, Emily, welcome to Inboxing. I'm so excited about this one. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Yeah, I'm really glad I was able to get you also, for sure. So yeah, Wes, I didn't even mention Westfield Creative, but that's your agency. So Westfield Creative is your email marketing agency. And um, Ronnie, if you could tell us a little bit first about yourself, your personal background, and you know how, how you ended up going in that direction. <laughs> how I ended up on your podcast. Yes. <laughs> so I think the, the easiest way to explain it is um, I own a email marketing agency that focuses pretty heavily on MailChimp email marketing. We are MailChimp Pro Partners, which is um, they have partners and then they have pro partners, which is kind of like, you know, we, we manage a lot of MailChimp clients basically. And I we do a lot of email design. We do a lot of training, MailChimp training, email templates, a lot of automation setup, pretty much anything within MailChimp we can probably help with. But we heavily focus on designing emails, training, and weekly management for, for some of our clients. And um, we work with a lot of e-commerce brands and really a, a range of clients uh, from, you know, we have a hardware store and we have lawyers and we have, um, you know, a beer company that we work with. Um, so a really fun mix, which is what I love about email marketing, the mix of clients. But yeah, so we I've owned this business about seven years. Uh, we're a very small team, uh, myself and my sister as my co-founder. She's, she's super techie like worked in the dot coms for many years in Seattle and she codes and I'm a little more on the creative side. And then we have some subcontractors that are incredible and help us every day. And that's what we do. And then on, on the side, I tweet and I Instagram, I, I mostly Instagram story my life away. And I post a lot about MailChimp and email and just crazy random fun stuff as well. Cool. Cause so can you tell us a little bit about your background? Like how did you become Miss MailChimp? <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Well, it's a great, it's a great question. My my story's kind of a little bit all over the place, but I'm originally from North Carolina in Charlotte, in the states, and I grew up doing theater and musical theater. I was a singer and dancer. Went to college, got a BFA in musical theater, which is funny. Um, I actually went to college with Val Geisler, who is this amazing. Oh. So she was in stage management, which a lot of people don't know, but. Um, <laughs> We like literally were, did shows together and now we're both in email marketing. That's um, so funny. Most people know who Val, Val Geisler is. If you don't, you better look her up. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've heard great. I never, maybe I'll speak to her actually about coming on the oh, show because she's incredible. She, yeah, like she's gotten a few times shouted out. I forget who the last person was to mention Val. Oh my God. She's yeah, not the first. I, I've learned a lot from her. But anyway, I moved to New York City where I lived for 11 years and I quickly fell out of the the theater business. It was just, I was burned out. I was like, just not, my heart wasn't in it anymore. And so I started working quote, regular nine to five jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I had to pay the rent. And um, I, my, my last job in New York city was for a startup nonprofit tech company. And that is where I first used MailChimp. I was told to, you know, let's, let's create an email and see if we can get some donors out of it. And I was like, okay, and um, I think I've heard of something about a, like a monkey or like, like that's literally how I, I decided to use MailChimp. I was like, I think there's like a program, mail, mail something, you know? And I think that's what MailChimp does so well is they, you know, that monkey is everywhere. Like they have, they have billboards like everywhere, you know? Um, it's very true. It makes it much more memorable. I mean, like I, you know, I was talking yesterday to Liz and she worked at A. Weber and, and nothing against A. Weber. I'm sure they do great work, but like, it's just not a monkey. <laughs> you know, it's like you have to remember A. Weber, you yeah. know, you can't look up like email monkey and, and find MailChimp, you know. Right. Like, it's it's the brand. Yeah. The branding is, you know, spectacular. It's strong. Uh, yeah. It's strong. Yeah. Um, so that's where I first started using it. And then over the years, uh, you know, I eventually left New York and I, I wanted to work from home. I, I had my first child and I really wanted to find a way to work from home. So Val actually, she said, Emily, you should look into being a virtual assistant because it's really, you know, people need, need that. And, uh, you know, you can make great money. Um, so that's actually how I started. And, and many of my clients that I was doing just regular virtual assistant work for, they all needed MailChimp help. They all needed it. Um, and I, you know, I've always loved design and creating graphics. So I just started like focusing on that more and more. And then MailChimp somehow came across, came, found me on Instagram, um, the people at MailChimp, and um, they invited me to come to something called Partner Lab in Atlanta, where they're based. And so flew there and um, spent a couple days, you know, just immersing myself with the MailChimp people. And mm-hmm. it was so incredible. And it really just solidified how much I love the company and the brand. So ever since then, I've just, that's all I do. That's all I do. So when was that? Like how long ago are we talking about that? It's not not that long ago. So I was there in 2019. It was April 2019. So three years ago was Partner Lab. Um, and ever since then I've just been um partnering it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's 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 great. Yeah. And and yeah. it's funny because we we did a lot of we used to do WordPress and MailChimp because my sister really really has expertise in WordPress. And then slowly over the years we've just we were like, all right, let's just stop doing WordPress. We're just <laughs> going to niche down to just MailChimp. And now we've kind of niched down even more to niched, niched. Um, yeah, niche, niche. It's either way works. Tomato, tomato. But now we've kind of um, focused in on what we do best within MailChimp. Because, you know, you can say, oh, I do everything. But we really are best with like weekly management for clients and template design. But we're not great at like super complex customer journeys and so really finding out what we do well yeah that's awesome did your background in music and the arts and dancing (laughs) did that prepare you in any way for for doing emails 
I love that question. You know, I, I've thought about this before. Like, how come there are so many, there's so many artists and creatives that are working in marketing and email marketing? I mean, I know I'm telling you so many people that were in the theater world that are doing something in digital mar- digital marketing. I, I mean, I think that it's it's creative. It's like it's technical, but it's creative. You know, I'm still using that when I design an email and or the client says, listen, I, I want to create this. I'm literally using that same side of my brain that, you know, you use when you're performing. It's, it's very creative. They're obviously very different skill sets. You have to know your way around a computer and be, be a bit um, technical, but yeah. And, and I think it's helped me in marketing my own business. Like I, I often feel like on Instagram or, or wherever, like it's almost like I'm performing. Like sometimes if, I, if I'm doing a story like this year, like it's like I'm on stage right now. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you seem very comfortable in that yeah. position. Well, I think it's really helped with marketing, with, with marketing my business a lot. Uh-huh. Does that, what I'm curious to know, like does MailChimp send you clients as being a MailChimp pro partner or is it more like you, you know, you have to keep posting on Instagram and market yourself, you're Miss MailChimp, you know, in order to, you know, to get clients? That's a great question also. So yes, they do. What's really cool is once you become a partner, which now they have something, it's called MailChimp and Co. And it's free to join. Like you could go now and sign up. You take you you get certified in Mailchimp. They have three three courses, and then you have to have a certain number of paid Mailchimp clients that are connected to your your account. Um, so I think it's ten paid clients to become a partner. Once you have that, then you can go into their experts directory, which is amazing, um, and that's been really huge. Um, so now that we're pro partners, we kind of are, are at the top of the expert directory. You know, we've made our way to the first couple pages. And we get leads like almost every day. It's crazy. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like MailChimp is one of the biggest, still one of the biggest ESPs in the business. Like if I have hundreds of thousands of clients, so like, yeah, there's the supply of work. It was like 14 million, 16 million customers. They have, I mean, the amount of MailChimp work out there is endless. Like, I, and I tell people this all the time, I'm like with other MailChimp partners, I'm like, we're not in competition because there is too much work out there for people that need MailChimp help. <laughs> like there is so much. So. Wow. All right. All right. We kind of got into that. Like, okay. yeah. like you moved out West and, and okay. Yeah. We'll skip yeah. that one. All right. All right. Let's go to, what do you find upsetting in your inbox? Oh gosh. Um, what, like, what don't I find? Um, that's, that's the problem with being an email marketer is you're constantly looking at things that are to critique and and I hate doing that because people work so hard at at emails and we're all just doing our best right but what drives me bonkers are emails that are all images like a big all image email coming into my inbox my my issue is like I'll be I'm I'm out and about a lot and I, I'll look on my phone and an email won't will be blank because it's all one big <laughs> graphic and it won't load and I mean, maybe it has the alt text that you can see, but it, it kills me because somebody worked so hard on that graphic and I can't see it um, because my cell service wasn't great or, or whatever. Um, so all image emails do upset me. Me too. 
<laughs> from the nodding, but people can't see the nodding. But yeah, yeah. Well, I, and you see it, I think, more and more. I mean, like, shockingly, how much text is in images and not even like stylized text, just like, I don't call it laziness, but I feel like the demand for email is so hard on agencies, particularly. Yeah. Like, you're taking on so many clients and just, oh, we got to pound them out, design, design, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, you know, blast it. I hate blasts. <laughs> It's so sad, but you know, I also, um, I get bummed out when I see like the unsubscribe link being like almost nearly impossible to read or like the color like blends in, they, they make it so you can, I mean, you want to have that link there. You want people, if they don't want to be there, you don't want them there. So, right. Like, why would you hide the door, like, of yes. the room? Like, yeah, like, sometimes I'll post on my stories. I'm like, okay, let's play a game of can you find the unsubscribe link? Because I can't. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I could go on, on and on. Uh, did you go to unspam? I'm just curious because, yeah, we're talking about, like, unsubscribe links. And that's, if you don't, if you can't find the unsubscribe link, you're almost certainly going to find the spam link. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. that's a big button. Yeah, no, I wasn't on spam here in Chicago. Um, and I didn't mention that I'm, I'm based outside of Chicago in the, in the suburbs. Um, and I was so excited to get to that. Um, it was a few weeks ago. And um, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it's awesome if like email marketing conferences like come to your door. <laughs> yeah, like, Thank you, Chicago <laughs> 2022. Thank you. <laughs> For sure. All right. Now, this is not a fun one, but what was your biggest email mistake? Ugh. And I like to preface this with like what makes like good email marketers, what separates like this, you know, is the seasoning and the seasoning comes from our mistakes and knowing what we've done in the past. That hurt helps us avoid the next mistake. Yeah. So. yeah no, I was actually thinking about this question earlier and I was like, you know, you're not an email marketer if you haven't made big mistakes. Like right. I, I want to hear from an email marketer who's like, oh, I've never, I've never screwed up. You know, I mean, yeah, I, we, we've had quite, quite a few moments. Um, the, the thing with emails, like just so many things can go wrong. Like there, I mean, this is why you test, test, test and preview and have different sets of eyes, different sets of eyes on your email. I think one of our most unfortunate ones was, so we, we had this one client that, um, wanted to send an email to people that have purchased, only to people that have purchased, offering them like a special special discount because they had purchased before to come back and purchase more. Well, we had we had created the segment, and you know the drop down is has made a purchase or has not made a purchase, and it's literally a matter of a drop down affecting your entire email. So we accidentally chose has not purchased. So this big, this huge discount, and it was like 50% off. It was some huge discount went to the people that have never purchased. And our client was really, really upset. She was like, you know, this is this, and they're small, they were a small business. Um, She's like, this hurts us because we're giving this huge discount now to people who think that we'll just be sending them these big discounts. And, And it was like so heartbreaking because it was a matter of like, okay, we just didn't, we didn't double check that segment before we sent. It was like just one of those like quick, quick things. Um, yeah, no, it's like you said, like there's so many parts to it. Yeah. Like if you've ever seen like an email marketing like checklist, it's like, Ugh. it's huge. <laughs> yeah. And you can even have like the best checklist. And I think what happens with a lot of clients is, you know, this was an instance where 
it was an email put together within 24 hours of when it's sent. And we actually, you know, in our contract, we're like, we need more than, we always need at least 24 hours, at least, because this is what happens when you rush to do an email, then mistakes are going to happen. So for sure. Yeah. For sure. Thanks for sharing that. You know, I'm sure. So maybe that will prevent someone else's mistake down the road. Check your segments. You know, we always check typos. We check links, but check your segments. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's flip it. <laughs> so what was your biggest win? When you knocked the socks off your client? That's a, that's also a hard one to pick. Well, that's good. Yeah. It means you have a lot. You know, well, no, I mean, it's, it's hard to moments. figure out what, what makes, makes a great win. You know, for me, the biggest wins are, you know, just clients who are are happy. Like we always, you know, after a project, we'll we'll say, you know, can you write us a, a short testimonial or a short quote we can have? And when we get something back that was like, you totally helped me figure this out. I was stressed and you figured helped me. And you know, you made my favorite is like you made MailChimp like easy for me and you made things easier. You're gonna save me time. Those are like my favorite like wins ever. And I save, I save those in a folder because I'm like, that's why I love this business. Like when we can really, you know, save a business owner time or money. Of course, like I love when we send an email and it makes tons of money. And mm-hmm. I think there's no better feeling for an email marketer than when you look at the revenue column and you're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like that email made six thousand dollars from that <laughs> simple email. Six thousand dollars. Like it's crazy. Um, so those are Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Email marketers who run high volume email programs know that the ease with which you can make decisions impacts campaign success. And that's why OnGage made sure it's easy to act on, optimize, and leverage your data. With OnGage, you'll be able to send your customers on personalized journeys based on the data from an action-based dashboard and with in-depth reporting. To learn more, visit hilleberg.com slash ongage and discover what ongage can do for you. All right, do you have like five tips you'd like to share with us? Um, sure. Your tips. Emily Ryan's five tips. Here they go. <laughs> I have so many tips. I could give you like 20, but I'll give you five. So my five tips would be number one, just don't overthink your emails. We, you know, too many clients that we work with, like they take days and weeks to perfect their newsletter and every section. I'm like, guys, it's just like, it's just an email. Like it's okay. (laughs) Like, let's keep it simple. Don't overthink your copy. Like keep it so short. Um, So that's my tip too. Keep your copy short. And I mean, really short. Like we don't need two paragraphs like one to two sentences, you can tell what you need to tell. And I always say, just like, go look at all the emails out, like brands and what they're sending. And you'll see how incredibly short the copy is. It's like, great. Particularly for brands. Like, like, yeah. In, yeah. yeah. Keep your copy short, keep your text large. A, a lot of people don't realize that 14 point is actually small. You know, I like 16 point and higher just makes it so easy to read. Like it, it feels really big when you're creating it. Sometimes you're like, oh, that's really large. But when, when someone goes to look at it on their phone, it's so it's just much easy. To, I mean, it goes also with short, meaning if you have a little bit of copy, but it's nice, large font. Yes. Like that, that's really pleasant to read. Yes. Easy. 
readability is everything. And large, the last one would be large buttons. I like a full art. I mean, you, you, our goal is to get people to click ideally mm-hmm. to go to our website to purchase a product. And then you have this teeny little button in your text. Like, mm-hmm. no, like you want a nice, large, large button um, that they can see that's contrasting mm-hmm. color and that they can just click. Yeah. All right. Do we get to five? Is that five? Uh, we got, but we got buttons. We got, we got big text. We got merch text, uh, short, short text. Keep it simple. Get it done. Right. Don't overcomplicate. All right. I think we got and check, five. check your segments. Yeah. <laughs> check your segments. That's yeah. another good one. All right. All right. So what are the top mistakes? I mean, you kind of already mentioned a few. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's just so many. Um, yeah, I, I think just not testing and not double checking. Um, I think it really is helpful to have like two or three sets of eyes on the email. Uh, so I, I always love when we're about to send an email, I, I have everyone on my team look at it on their phone, on another device. Even if you run your thing through, you run your thing, run your email through a litmus test or whatever, like you still need actual human beings to take a quick quick look testing those merge tags like testing like previewing so many people just don't realize you can preview how the merge tag will populate you guys gotta right. do that you know like yeah and for anyone listening i mean i'm pretty sure everyone who listens to inbox he knows what a merge tag is but in case someone is listening that isn't really an email marketer yeah merge tags are those tags like f name or any kind of personalization you're doing that populates from the data set Yes. Yeah. So um, other biggest pitfalls, you know, the file size of the email being too large, you know, then it gets clipped in Gmail and that's a big problem. Keeping that file size down, like, you know, I love using tinypng.com to kind of compress images, the, the PNG images. Yes, it, it keeps the quality, but it, it keeps the yeah, file the size panda, down. The panda. We love panda. I, it's such an amazing free website. Like, thank you. But yeah, so uh, yeah, testing. But I I really think that the biggest pitfall is overcomplicating. You know, I see so many people also not send emails because they're like, I don't know what to send. I don't know what to send. There, I mean, you can literally send an email that's like one of your Instagram posts. Like take your Instagram post and and use the image and use the caption. Like that that could be your email. Like not sending emails because you're, don't know what content to use is, is a pitfall to me. There is, you know, you can take your, like a story of one of your best customers or, you know, a time when your business failed and you, you know, figured it out. Like there are just so many things that are, you could easily make an email out of. All right. So you, you're big on design. So I was curious if you had any design tips in particular. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I think we've discussed some of them, but I, I think my biggest tip is to just to really start observing, observing emails in your own inbox or in your spam folder or uh, a really good emails.com. What, you know, what emails are you drawn to and why? Like, okay, yeah, that this email looks really cool, but why do you think it looks cool? Um, is it because the photography is, is so amazing? Um, is it the fonts? Is it the the amount of white space? You know, I think one of my biggest email design tips that I always say is, is what, you know, white space is like your best friend with email. You want lots of spacing between elements just to give things room to breathe. I, you know, I always, if you have a button, I always end up adding white space around the button. 
um, just so that button really stands out by itself. So white space is huge in design. But yeah, like a site like really good emails is so helpful because there it's just like the best best email designs out there. Um, so go go take a look at those and and see what makes a great email. Um, and usually they're they're not super long. They're not all one big graphic. <laughs> they're fun. Like people forget to have fun with email. Like use use some fun background colors. Like don't be scared to use, you know, people are using neon a lot right now. Like it does not always have to be white or black, you know, try, try some different stuff, um, using lots of color and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. You, you, you've made it to right the, you're, you have an email, at least one on, um, yeah. on really good emails, right? Yeah, we have a couple, um, I think four or five. I need to, I need to submit some more. Um, but it's, I, nothing makes me more excited than when you get that email. That's like, you made it onto really good emails <laughs> because we do work really hard at these emails. And I do think they're, I think emails are a work, work of art. It's like a website. It's like a beautiful website or, you know, it's graphic design. That's what it is. So, um, it's always like such an honor to be added to that site. Um, I don't know if you do this, you know, side of the business so much, but I was wondering if you, you know, could share any list building strategies. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, so many, I think that's one of the most asked questions by people that, that come to us is like, okay, well, how do I grow my list? And there are so many, there's so many ways that you can do it. Um, whether that's adding a pop-up to your website that, you know, gets people to opt in, you know, obviously we always talk about lead magnets and, creating like what, what I did was just create a very simple PDF. Um, I have a PDF on our site. That's like 49 MailChimp tips, design tips. And it took me like a couple hours to create and it's a lot of tips, but I've been using it for like two years, like so long. <laughs> and so <laughs> you create some PDF and you give that as your opt-in uh, to people that sign up. And I think that's one of the best things you can do. Of course, like posting on social often, you know, I always tell people like, don't forget to tweet or go to Twitter and post about your newsletter and do it weekly. Like you can't just do it once and think you're going to grow your list. Like mm -hmm. you need to make a conscious, like consistent effort of doing, you know, promoting your signing up often. Yeah. yeah if you're putting in that effort, you're putting in the work, you know, to build a newsletter every week, like get it out there, let people know. And then yes. Post your every time you send a newsletter, post it to post it to these channels, and yeah, and make sure your website not only has a pop up but has multiple places to opt in on the homepage. Like if, if you go, I, lo I was looking at um Olipop, the the drink. Oh, I was looking at Olipop. Funny. Yeah, is that very popular? Like because I signed up because I saw it somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, and I like their emails a lot. Like, oh um, my gosh, their emails are really fun. Um, yeah, no, popular. I the, the drink has become very popular. But oh, I, really? I had no yeah. idea. I'm not the I, States, I, I, I haven't had it much, but it's it's delish. Um, but their <laughs> website, if you go look, they have they have a pop up. They have a bar scrolling at the top that's asking people to subscribe, and they have a a button that says subscribe. So they're collecting from all these different places. And it, I'm telling you, it works to have, you know, several options for people. Put it everywhere. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I'm just thinking maybe uh, the guy who used to be running their email was uh, this guy, Eli Weiss. And yeah, he just started working for this other company, Jones Rose. So we should probably check out their emails also. Yes. Oh, I'll go sign up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But no, their emails are great. And um, I think that's why I, I originally subscribed because I wanted to see see their emails. That's exactly why I subscribed, for sure. And then I actually, I, you know, they had a great SMS as part of their welcome series. Like, yeah. yes, I, I totally copied it for my client. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> All right. So, so who are you, some of your favorite brands in the inbox? Like, who's oh, you love uh, Yeah. So this is hard, but, you know, I, I really like emails that are, are fun and bright. Um, obviously Olipop is great, but, um, postable.com is, it's one of my favorites and, um, their emails are so simple, but they're so fun and they're usually funny. They have a little gif. Uh, they sell cards online. I, I, I've, I've used their service actually for many years to send thank you cards and stuff. Uh, but their emails are so fun. And so I love, I love postable. And then I also like, I love, J. Crew, uh, not only because I like their clothes, but their emails are just, they know their audience so well. Like every email I open from, from them is like, I'm just like, this is just gorgeous. Like it's their emails are beautiful. It's just the colors, the they use gifts. Uh, I also like Everlane, the clothing brand. Their their emails are so simple. I mean, very minimalistic. Like it'll be like two words and a big image and like a button. But I love, I love that because it just shows you don't need much. You don't need much. You need a, uh, you need great photography to sell a product. So. All right. So what opportunities do you think, you know, I say we're marketers, but I feel like maybe businesses, cause that's more what you're dealing with. Um, but they're missing out cause they just don't know what they can do. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, people don't, I don't think people realize the power of email and, I think that's why I get so happy when I, when I get a client that knows how important they, they know they need to do email. Um, they just need help because email is so incredibly powerful. And I think most people are missing out because they're not sending enough email because they're scared to bother people. And it's just the same. I hear that over and over like, Oh no, we only want to send like one, maybe every two weeks or, you know, we still get people that want to send one a month or two a month. And I'm like, it's just not going to benefit. It's a waste of time. You know, I do think d- depending on your business, people might not want to hear from a law firm <laughs> three days a week. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But in most cases, people are not sending enough, enough emails. And, and the clients that I have that are making like significant money on email, they're sending, they're sending emails often, <laughs> like five times a week or, you know, at least two or three times a week because every email they send is making money. So why won't you just send more? Why shouldn't you send more? Mm-hmm. So. Right. For sure. Yeah. All right. What do you think are the most common, you know, misconceptions about email? Yeah, I think so many, like, you know, people that think, oh, I only need to be on social. Like I only need to be like on Instagram. I'm like, well, did you check your email this morning? Yeah. Like, okay. So... Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people thinking that that social media is the only place they need to be. Um, of course, it's incredibly important and you need to be active on social. But 
you know, email is such a an important channel and you're going right into someone's inbox, which is so personal and powerful. So people just don't realize that. Um, but also I think, you know, the conversation where like, oh, you know, is email even like big anymore? Like now it's, now it's SMS or now it's like Facebook ads. And I always just say like, did you check your email today? That's like, <laughs> check your email. Like it's not going anywhere from anytime soon is, you know, so, so thinking that email is, is dead or email's not, not trendy or cool. Like, no, all the big brands are emailing a lot and investing a lot in email. Yeah, actually it's bigger than ever. <laughs> it's I think never it's been more popular. Yeah, it's our, it's our little secret. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we've reached the end. So yeah, do you have any final thoughts that you'd love to share? Well, I, I, first of all, thank you. This was, this is so fun. I could just sit here and answer, answer fun questions all day. No, but I, I think with email, if I could say anything, it's like, I wish people could have more fun with, with email marketing. You know, people will, will come to us and they'll be so frustrated and they're like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm frustrated. And I'm like, all right, I promise you, once you really kind of understand how the tool works, you can actually have fun. Like it can be fun to create an email. And I, for me personally, I, I send a weekly email on, it goes out on Sundays, but it's like my favorite thing to create every week um, because it's, I put in it stuff that I personally love and that I want to read. And I just like, I love finding like a, an image for the top. Um, I think it's a very creative process. So, you know, I just tell people like email can be fun. You got to make it fun. You got to, once you learn, learn the tool, which I promise isn't too hard, but just like stop stressing out about it and just like have fun. <laughs> have fun. That's a, yeah. to wrap it up. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun with your, in your email marketing, you know, development and yeah. have fun with your inbox and, and, everyone, and your audience. That's great advice. I love it. Thank you, Emily Ryan. Thank yeah, you. I'm so sure. excited. Um, I appreciate you having me, and I've I've always been a fan of yours on Twitter for and LinkedIn and everywhere for for so long. Like your name, your name just stays, you know, it sticks with you. It stays with you, and so um, I was really excited that you asked me to to be here. Oh, thank you. It's uh, it means a lot. Uh, yeah. Stick around. I'll be right right back. That's our show for today. Thanks again to our guests, and of course, thank you to Engage, who makes this all possible uh, with their support. We're almost done with season two, which means uh, sponsorships for season three are coming up and uh, get more about that later, but you got two more guests to go and we'll see who we can dig up. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest, you got two episodes left, so let me know and uh, that's it. Have a great day, everyone. Mm -hmm.